Welcome to Femcasters, a podcast and community where feminine wiles and ferocious female voices collide. Femcasters was born from the idea that we can change the world one broadcast at a time. We are here to unite and elevate the voices of silence breakers just like you, girl-wide. Let's kick it, Karina. Kick it! Today, we have something really special in store for everybody, don't we, Jules? So special. I'm literally jumping up and down right now. <laughs> so well, excited. We are joined here. For those who are watching on YouTube, I'm sure you can already see the lovely Thibaut Clement, who is the co-founder of Loomly, together with his spouse and business partner, Noemi, has launched four successful e-commerce agency and technology businesses. They are self-taught programmers and initially developed Loomly's collaborative marketing platform as an in-house solution to help his team streamline digital content creation and publishing. They are our savior for social media. And yes. so that's why we've invited him on yes. to talk with us today, because what is social media to us? It's a pain in the butt. It's a pain in the butt. It's something that's like, <laughs> maybe sometimes we have fun with, but when we're having to work at it uh, and organize our schedules, get everything done, try to collaborate, it can be a pain in the butt. And it's so a necessary evil, as I always say, a necessary evil to create your online presence. And we have Tebow here. And Karina was schooling me on how to say his name, Thibaut Clement. That's Thibaut right. Clement. They're going to be speaking French, so you... You and I are not going to understand what they're saying, but you know that we're going to be learning a lot today because Thibaut is amazing and we love, 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 love obsessed with Loomly. Yes. Oh, thank, thank you so much. That's, uh, that's an amazing introduction. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll try to uh, you know, be up to your expectations. <laughs> so my big question for you as we get started here is there are so many social platforms out there. What inspired you to create this one the way that you've created it? Because I, we can get into the specifics of it, but you enable your customers to integrate several different types of social platforms under one space and customize on a bi-channel basis without a lot of headaches. And I mean, it seems so simple yet most platforms don't make it that easy. So I just wanted to hear about the journey, like what led you there? How did you get to the where you are now and why? Yeah, no, of course, I, I like to think of, of Loomly as probably the, the biggest uh, romantic gesture I've ever, ever done, ever made for, <laughs> for Noemi. We've been working together for- For your wife, uh, right? Exactly. Uh, we've been working together for almost 10 years and Loomly is actually the fourth company that we have built together. And so before Loomly, we actually had an advertising agency. We were operating both in France, where I'm from, and here in the U.S. And for all of our customers, our clients in the agency, we had like a same process across the board. And it was very repetitive, very time consuming and very error prone. And essentially, it was all about creating content for the clients and getting their approval. And all of that was happening inside Excel, like the infamous content calendar spreadsheet that you know you probably know where you're trying to plan your post for the coming weeks and months. And you have like the little copy and maybe the image and the date. And, 
and so on and so forth. And of course, Excel was never meant for that. It's it's great for balance sheets and and and, and you know income statements and things like that, but not for media and collaboration. And so we try to look at different tools to streamline the process and essentially because you mentioned other tools. What we found on the market was basically two different families of tools. The first family of tools were generic project management software. And so you can think of, you know, Basecamp, Asana, and they were great for collaboration, but they were not really meant for publishing. So once you had created content in those platforms, then you had to somehow you know, broadcast it to social media and those fell short on that front. And then the other family of tools were essentially social media uh, schedulers, uh, Hootsuite, Buffer, all great solutions, but they were meant for publishing. They were great at publishing, but not at collaboration. So the, the problem we had was, okay, it's good to kind of broadcast content to multiple platforms, but like, how do we create it in the first place? Which is, we believe, the real pain point. Like, how do you go from a blank page to 10, 20 posts that end up on your social accounts? And so, mm-hmm. because there was not, you know, such a tool on the market, we just decided to build it for ourselves. Uh, the first iteration was really like a very, very simple platform that was just allowing you to upload visuals, upload some text, generate a mockup for you, assign it to someone in your team and get their approval. And that was mm-hmm. it. So that's how Loomly was born. And then, of course, you know, it grew into uh, what it is today with all the features that you know, maybe you want to cover in a different question. So I've used several tools over the course of the last decade. I started with Sprout Social and utilized them for a long time. Like the platform, generally feel like they, they're a good planning tool. They balance the project management part along with the posting part, I think, fairly well but they're very expensive. So it's not necessarily the most viable tool for a team of people because you have to pay on a per license basis and that gets pretty expensive pretty quick. I then worked with the social report, which became Traject and then Fan Booster and now Sunset their project and recommended Loomly as the company that would most closely suit my needs given my strategy of working through post approvals and things like that. Because many of them don't have that built in, the post approval piece, or the reporting that they provide is pretty lackluster. So yours hit the sweet spot for what my needs were with the clients that I work with, in addition to my own personal needs, because I could put up to 20 social profiles in for a relatively middle of the road expense, as opposed to spending two, three, $400 a month for a project management software. I, I just feel like you guys did a pretty darn good job of bringing that all together. So thank you. I don't know if that's a question. It's more of a thank you. <laughs> well, no, but thank you. Well, first, thank you. That's super nice of you to say that. And, and actually, you know, it, it means a lot because this is really kind of what we have always tried to accomplish. And, you know, we've, we've interestingly, you know, our, 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 our logo, if you look at it, it it's, it's a cat icon and made out of, of two chat bubbles. And the reason for that is that because, you know, we come from this background of, of marketing agencies and we always try to position ourselves as, as social media managers' best friends. And so, you know, that's what the, where the cat comes from because, you know, the, there was this old joke that, you know, whenever you want to have likes on social media, you just have to, to post the cat sure picture. Cat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And so the, the idea was like, yeah, maybe, you know, we can build a tool that will allow you to get the likes and build your brand without cat pictures. So that's, that's where it comes from. And, and what I'm, I'm getting at is that we have always tried to 
being, you know, the best brand of social media managers and marketing teams. And, and that means, you know, trying to deliver the best product and, and trying not to be outrageously expensive. And so that's really what animates us on a daily basis. And a lot of our listeners, they are entrepreneurs, they are small business owners, they are burgeoning podcasters, public speakers, and they know that we need that balance of having a social media presence online, even if we hate it. And what I found with Loomly is that it kind of eases that anxiety that I have of, oh my gosh, I have to post another picture or something today. And you can just do it. You can layer it. You can do it for a month. And today I just... I just batched almost a full month of posts for Femcasters. It was so easy. And they give you hashtags. And the hashtags are, you know, especially for Instagram and Twitter, they're uber important to get those hashtags right, which is so cool. And that's when Karina introduced me to Loomly, I was like, what the heck? They give you hashtags. That's amazing. <laughs> and you can, and then it walks you through each. And I tried Hootsuite and I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I did not like Hootsuite. <laughs> it wasn't user friendly. I've used Pinterest like to use to post stuff, but Loomly there's something so intuitive about it. But the hashtags, I think I think you had me at hashtags, Tebow. That's that's really nice of you to say that. I'm, I'm I'm glad actually because you know this is kind of the pain point we're trying to solve where we we are trying to you know to help you create the content. Like we we're not a platform we're not in the business of automation or things like that. We're in in the business of helping you go from that blank page that I was mentioning and all the way up to 10, 20, 50 posts on your actual social accounts published with your audience happy and more people following you. That's, that's what we're trying to do. And so, yes, giving you ideas of what to post when it's, you know, international cat day or, you know, like the the Super Bowl or or any winter holidays or things like that. That's that's what we do. We give you ideas. We help you create the content. We have like a, you know, built-in editor so that you don't have to have Photoshop if you don't know how to use it. And, And indeed, we try to suggest hashtags either that are trending or based on the copy of your post. So we are really trying to do the legwork for you so that you only have to just be creative, but in the easiest possible way and just build your brand online. I just have to ask you a question and I hope I'm not putting you on the spot, but what do you think about followers? I mean, honestly, in terms of business building, because I have an opinion, I'm not going to say the opinion. I'm going to let you answer and Karina, but what do you think? What do you think about amassing followers, your opinion, if you're a new business owner yeah. or a podcaster? Well, I think that the way to think about it is probably not to say, hey, like I'm going to get 100 followers and then 1,000 followers and then 10,000. And this is going to translate into that dollar amount in terms of revenue. I think if, if you're uh, thinking about it, maybe you know this is not the right approach. I, I, the way we think about followers is like, you have a great business, you have a great product or services, and then you have a great story. And so you want to tell it on social media. And some people will buy directly because they are inspired by your story and they need what you're doing. And when time comes to actually buy, that's when they will think about you first. And anyone will be able to advertise, but you will have been telling your story for weeks and months, and then you will have built your own brand in their mind and that has a lot of business value because you're basically building goodwill this may be hard to quantify but it's also hard to compete with so you're basically building a moat for your business so what you would say then about followers is that it's not necessarily about the followers as much as it is 
telling the consistent story so that when people see you, they think of you. I mean, that's just branding. It is, yes. So I, I think that if you kind of, you know, if, if, we, if we kind of build on, on the previous question, I think that if you think of followers as leads that you're trying to convert, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, you, you'll, you'll reach some disappointment because, you know, not every person who follows you is like going to buy because that's just not how it works. You can't be interested in something buying. But then if you think about followers as your community, your audience, people who have an interest in what you're doing and with whom you can share like some interesting thoughts and become thought leader and then become influential and recognized for your authority in that domain, then this has a lot of value because then maybe they won't buy directly from you, but maybe they will recommend you to someone else. And and it's all about indeed building your brand, telling your story and, and becoming the point of reference in your subject matter. So I have a question that relates to how social media operates in the United States versus France. I know it's not necessarily on the topic of Lonely, but I would love your perspective as it relates because- He looks nervous right now. Oh my gosh. He's nervous. Are you nervous? (laughs) He's like, oh God, she's gonna ask me to talk about France. So I, I would just love your perspective on how we see something like Instagram in the United States versus how the French people see the amount of time we spend and everything else in social media. When I look at how my friends use social media here versus how my friends use social media in, in France, I, I think there is a lot of overlap. Sometimes some trends, they stopped here first and then they expand to France. I think, you know, it took just social media in general, it took more time to develop in France than it took here. But I think now it's really kind of rooted in, in mm. you know, everyone's everyday life. And I think there's there is a lot of usage for it. And and there are even new platforms emerging from, from France. And so I, you know, like Be Real, which is uh, this interesting platform where you can basically, uh, you know, like take a picture or a video of whatever, like whatever you are actually doing when you get a notification. So it's all about being real rather than, you know, kind of optimizing your shot and, and like selling life that you don't leave so th- there are you know great things happening i think there are a lot of overlaps so i'm guessing uh, in that case all the filters are disabled like you're not able to use filters if it's that, that's kind of the spirit yes that's the spirit and actually we did see some some social networks emerging on on that front with you know kind of the the, the no filter value proposition so that you know you can actually just be more authentic and you know, filter or no filter, I think that at the end of the day, being authentic is, is what you really want. Because, you know, again, if we go back to building your audience, telling your story, and, you know, it's, it's all about being consistent. And I think it's hard to be consistent over time if, you, if you're not being authentic. At least that's what I think. Thank you again for taking some time with us this afternoon to talk to us about Loomly. Is there anything? Love ourselves be- some Loomly. Yeah, another little plug, (laughs) shameless plug by me. But I'm not. I'm not saying this because I mean, like honestly, like Karina and I are very meticulous in terms of what we use for our business, and we both agreed on Loomly like immediately. We're like, this just makes sense. So yeah, we're trying to use something else, and it wasn't working. It was just like you know that feeling. It has to make sense, and Mm -hmm. it has to make sense for your business, and you have to be consistent. You have to be clear on your branding and you just got to do it and even if you dislike social media as much as i dislike social media you just got to do it if you're a business owner or whatever you're doing it has to get out there and find the tool that works the best yeah i'm gonna say it's loomly but you know compare compare and contrast and you'll see what happens and karina is like more meticulous than i am i mean i like make messy mistakes all the time but she's like (laughs) jules 
well, let me give you a little, little context here. She's like, Julie, I don't see any posts for this week for Femcast. Oh my God, I got to get on, I got to get on Loomly and I got to like start posting. I mean, she said it very nicely, but it's, you know, having that accountability is important too. So make sure you're accountable for that social media that you're doing, because even though it doesn't seem like it's making a difference, it will make a difference if you stay true to who your voice, what your voice is and your brand. Mm-hmm. And if I, if I can add to that, I think I think you know the way we look at it is is social media, like like many other things in, in business and in life, it's all about compounding gains. So you know it's it's what you just say, like some, maybe you are like yeah, it doesn't make a difference, but then this thing is is it's going to make a difference over time as you build a brand. So that's the first thing. And then there are, there are two other things that I, I thought about that you know would be potentially very interesting for your audience at Comcaster, which is that one. And it's kind of related to where we started in this interview about, you know, selling and the ROI and, and, and followers. One of the biggest trends that we have seen in 2022 is the rise of social commerce. So depending on what you have to sell, that's a new revenue stream for you as you are, you know, trying to maybe build a brand and then you know, build a community and then you have merch to sell or maybe you have like premium content or you have, have new things to sell. And I think that, you know, this is making social media like a new sales stream. And I think that's that's super uh, important for brands. And then the other thing that I, that I thought about is for people who are speakers and who want to be in, in, in this domain, I think what we are seeing as well is that there are more and more creator programs and, and creator friends where when you create content and you put it online, you can actually be paid to do that. And we see that on like all the major platforms. We are really in a very exciting time for entrepreneurs, for uh, content creators, for influencers, of course, but, but not necessarily in the sense that we all, all think about it. We have new tools that we have never had before and, and it's, it's, it's partly because of social media. So I have a question for you. From a development yes. perspective, are you bringing um, audiograms into the forefront more? Or are you going to be integrating with that? You know, what we do always depends on what the APIs uh, make available to us. So mm-hmm. when, when APIs release new features and when our customers like you request features, well, you know, if there is an overlap between what's possible and what's requested, then we usually get started yeah. working on I just it. had to ask because you're talking to podcasters here. So <laughs> making audiograms easier makes of course. all of our lives easier. So of course, right now yes. I use a headliner app and there's another app or two I'll sometimes use, but it's nice if it's all in one place. And so if I had something to shove in the wish list basket, that would probably be it. You can, and actually you can shove it in the wishes basket anytime on our, on our website. <laughs> you go to the chat bubble and you, and you tell the team, you know, hey, you like. your direct number now, Tebow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're also, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tebow's email <laughs> is what we're going to do. I, I see, don't, I see. Don't mess with us. Well, this has been a lot of fun. And thank you so much again for taking some time with us today. We do like to ask our guests to say two words before we exit. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so the words are kick it. Say it in French. Uh, I don't know what that would be. Kick it. I don't think we have like a literal translation, but it was vazi. It's like, yeah. Vazi? Yeah, exactly. Just let's say kick it. Let's kick it. Thank you for listening to another episode of Femcasters. We hope you were inspired. We hope you were motivated. We hope you think a little bit differently about how your voice, your very own voice can change the universe. So tap on those five stars, share the love, share this episode with another Femcaster that you think 
could use this message today. And head over to femcasters.com for all the goods we covered today, including tools to elevate your voice. You can join our exclusive community and celebrate the Femcaster in you. Together, we can elevate the power and the voice of women girl-wide. Let's do this. Let's do this.